It's Saturday in first century Jerusalem. It's the Sabbath. Yesterday, the most tragic event in human history took place, the murder of the Son of God. And yet, for most people, the world continued this day to move at a pace that it had the day before he died. The normal worship schedule of the Sabbath day continues, virtually unhindered. Everyone is in town for several more days to celebrate the Passover and the subsequent festivals that are taking place. But if the events of Sunday are any indication, the disciples are radio silent. On Sunday, we find the disciples in a room, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews. When they came to Jerusalem, they were convinced that this would be it. Jesus was going to throw down the gauntlet, establish his kingdom, rule in Jerusalem, and the 12 disciples would be ruling with him. Instead, Saturday found them cowering in fear behind locked doors. Perhaps you can imagine something you live your whole life for, believe in with all your heart, and yet you watch it crumble beneath you. A man you've seen raise the dead, heal the blind, cure the lame, convinced you that you should believe in him as the Messiah, and you do. And now he's dead. The women, for their part, were readying the spices to take care of Jesus' body properly on Sunday, after Sabbath was over. Luke tells us the women who had come with him from Galilee followed and saw the tomb and how his body was laid. Then they returned and prepared spices and ointments. On the Sabbath, they rested according to the commandment. But for the Sanhedrin, there was still more work to be done. Matthew tells us that on Saturday, the next day, that is, after the day of preparation, the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered before Pilate and said, Sir, we remember how that imposter said, while he was still alive, after three days I will rise. Therefore, order the tomb to be made secure until the third day, lest his disciples go and steal him away and tell the people he has risen from the dead, and the last fraud will be worse than the first. The Jewish leaders are worried that the disciples might try to perpetuate the stories they were spreading about Jesus prior to his crucifixion by stealing the body to make it line up with what Jesus had taught about his resurrection. So they asked Pilate to place Roman soldiers at the entrance to the tomb to forestall any disciple from robbing his grave and claiming it was a resurrection. But Pilate responds, you have a guard of soldiers. Go make it as secure as you can. So they went and made the tomb secure by sealing the stone and setting a guard. Contrary to common interpretations of this passage, Pilate denies their request for Roman soldiers and instead tells them to use the temple precinct guards that secured the temple mount. The reason that this is most probable is because on Sunday, after Jesus rises from the dead, some of the guard went into the city and told the chief priests all that had taken place. And when they had assembled with the elders and taken counsel, they gave a sufficient sum of money to the soldiers and said, tell people his disciples came by night and stole him away while we were asleep. And if this comes to the governor's ears, we will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. So they took the money and did as they were directed. And this story has been spread among the Jews to this day. For one, the guard reports to the chief priest rather than to Pilate. If these are Roman soldiers, that would be highly irregular, if not impossible. Second, it's unlikely that a Jewish priest is going to be able to provide adequate protection for a Roman soldier that fell asleep on the job. 
But the reason this is important is because Matthew is making clear to us that the lie that has been propagated to this day, the lie that said Jesus' disciples stole the body, began with the Jewish leadership and the Jewish temple precinct guards. In other words, this wasn't some story put on us by Rome. It was an inside job. The Sanhedrin have now done everything they can to make sure all of their boxes are checked. They're convinced they've secured the tomb and nothing is getting in or out. I want to thank you for listening to the events of Holy Week told day by day. I'm Michael Crosswhite, the pastor of Emmanuel Baptist Church in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Tomorrow is Resurrection Sunday, and I would encourage you to find a church that will preach the truth of the scriptures and the bodily resurrection of Jesus to you. If you're not a member of a church body, find a church that believes the Bible and seeks to follow Jesus and join it. If you happen to be in the city of Tuscaloosa or Northport and you don't have a church home, we'd be glad to have you here. You can find us online at emmanueltuscaloosa.org. There's a link in the show notes to our website where you will find all the relevant information for your visit. But wherever you are, find a church that worships the Lord, that teaches the Bible, and seeks to follow all that Jesus has commanded us. Thank you again for listening. May the Lord bless you and keep you.